When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. Grade schools need to rework the order and it needs to stop being an alphabetical. All the popular kids were in the first half of the alphabet and like all the losers were in the second half and I was in the second half. And Liz. Once a year I go and I buy myself the Halloween edition Oreos and I will binge eat them in two days and then I'm done and then I'm, I'm capped out on my Oreos for the year. Your mom time off starts now. Welcome back to season two of the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz St. John. Whoa. She's a married woman. How funny that we both had the last name of Suntrop and then we both got married and we kept our initials. No, so convenient. Although there might have been something kind of nice about like getting a new monogram, like something more. Yeah, no, I get that. But I was also hoping like my future children wouldn't have that in the alphabet lineup because the S was always tough. Okay, grade schools need to rework the order and it needs to stop being an alphabetical it's honestly bs and i don't know if it's just me but don't you feel like all the popular kids are early in the alphabet like Um, growing up like all the popular kids were in the first half of the alphabet and like all the losers were in the second half and i was in the second half i don't think that i experienced that quite so much but maybe that's because i was in the second half must have literally just been my class but i remember it was like so traumatic i'm not trying to be dramatic rhymes but they like need to rework that I agree. Or at least like every now and then go like reverse First, alphabetical. I know. I know. Kind of BS, but. But you did upgrade to quite a cute last name. And so does your last name actually have a period in it? Yeah. So it's S-T period space J-O-H-N. Is that legal? Like yeah, that's what it but, will say on your license. Yes. But Maddie says it's actually a huge pain in the butt because um, like when you try and like create accounts online or if you try and book a book a flight or book something sometimes they'll say no spaces or no periods so then you have to like mix it up and then when people are trying to like look you up it's it becomes like a whole ordeal so apparently it's very complicated and convoluted so wow there's that price you pay yeah i know but anyway we're back for with season two which we're so excited to be back i really missed recording and i'm excited to be back back to two episodes a week which i just think we need the creative outlet yeah, I mean, just so much happens, it feels, that yeah. we need to have two a week. And I really like being a podcaster. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, Instagram's fun, um, but the podcast is a lot of fun. I mean, it just kind of feels like the place where we can be ourselves and just sort of like talk openly and honestly. Yeah. For some reason, it feels more like that. No, I agree. And we just have so many like fun content ideas that like don't always make sense on the car mom. Yeah. Because it's not always car related. Right. Which like we don't always stick to car related, but it's just fun to have like a true outlet just to do whatever we want. Like today. Well, should we give a little for anyone who's like new here, like joining us on season two? Should we give like a little like here? This is what we do. This is what we talk about. No, probably because we just keep climbing the charts. So like people are just going to start stumbling across our podcast first and like Mm -hmm. Instagram second. Like, yeah, this time next year, the podcast will be more popular than the Instagram. So I think we need to like make sure we're nourishing both. And yeah, let's just give like a quick little summary. Okay, so this is the Carpool Podcast with 
Kelly and Liz. We are sisters. We are from St. Louis. Kelly is the car mom on Instagram. Um, the car mom came first before the carpool. You review cars for moms and for families. You're doing so good at this. Thank you. And um, we sort of just wanted to have an area where we could, like we just said, bring sort of like different, more fun lifestyle content. Um, so this is definitely an automotive podcast still, but but like fun, but also like fun so much more than that. So we yeah. So we have multiple segments. We have a millennial word of the day where we learn Gen Z slang and just sort of talk what the Gen Zers are doing um, because we have two Gen Z sisters. We have a test drive where we try things so you don't have to. So whether that be the crazy new product that's coming out of the grocery store or the product that all the influencers seem to be pushing and we're not sure if it's worth the hype, we're going to buy it. We're going to test it out. So you don't have to. Um, we have a dish the drive through segment where we give um, easy recipes so you can ditch the drive through and try new recipes in your kitchen. We have an industry news segment where Kelly brings the hot goss of the automotive industry. Um, oh, we do a great eight, which is a fun yeah, little game we, we have play. So many fun segments. So and they're 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 always changing. We might have new things all the time. So and I think like the important thing about the podcast is. It's not like the influencer podcast where all we do is talk about ourselves. Like we ver- we try not to talk about ourselves hardly at I all. I do feel like lately I've been talking about myself a lot. Well, so you've had a lot for- going on. Yeah, I just got married. I just hate when like I try to listen to someone's podcast and it's all talking about them. Do you I, know what I mean? Yeah, but like I hear what you're saying and I do feel like we do that a lot. <laughs> I feel like we do. I feel like we okay. don't talk about ourselves that And you much. listen to more podcasts than I do, so maybe you can... Um, so yeah, uh, my name, like Elizabeth said, was Kelly. I'm a mom of two. I'm pregnant with my third. I'm due in February. I'm actually on my way to go find out what the gender... Well, after this podcast, I'm going to find yeah. out what the gender of my third baby is, which is super fun. So that'll be announced I'll tell episode. the story. Yeah, I'll tell the story next episode. Yeah. Um, and Liz just got married. Mm-hmm. So that's us in a nutshell. Okay. That's us. Um, okay, so we have a really jam-packed episode today. We have... A millennial word, a test drive. We have like a fun, like just discussion a topic. A taste drive, you mean? Oh yeah, a taste drive. Industry news is juice, juice, juice. A ditch the drive through, and then if we have time, we'll do one of our advice segments. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, I love the advice segments. But Kel, before we get started, I just want to announce today's sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to work on my gut health, immunity, and overall health and energy, and Athletic Greens helps to do just that. With one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, and probiotics. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or, artif- or artificial anything while still tasting pretty good. It supports better better sleep quality and recovery. For every purchase, Athletic Greens donates to organizations to get nutritious food in, to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. In 2020, AG donated 1.2 million meals to kids. 
Right now, it's time to claim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash carpool. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash carpool to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you so much, Athletic Greens, for sponsoring today's episode. And Elizabeth, do you think that like our millennial word is totally the kind of girl who would drink Athletic Greens? No, a thousand percent. thousand percent. So what is our millennial word of the day? Our millennial word of the day is clean girl aesthetic. So it's kind of like more of a vibe. It's more of a vibe. More a thing you need to know. A trend, if you will. Yeah. So I feel like you've been really into the clean girl aesthetic lately. Yeah. So the clean girl aesthetic is it's like most Gen Z things, hard to explain. It's kind of like when you see it, you know. But picture like a girl in athleisure with like very dewy skin and like a slicked back hair and a low bun. It's giving Hailey Bieber. Hailey Bieber, Bieber equals clean girl aesthetic. And it's a girl who might not necessarily be clean. 100% But not. she looks clean. Like, like she looks like she would smell good. Like but in reality, she like just left the gym and then put a ton of mousse in her hair. And like it's an incredibly crusty. But or it, she, yeah, she's in a low bone because her hair is too oily to do anything No, else. you like want to look slightly damp to be in the clean girl aesthetic. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's like if you can get your hair to look damp, you are the epitome of a clean girl. Yeah. So I just see like a clean girl like going to this and then like drinking in athletic greens and then like posting it on Instagram and like oh, yeah. following up with avocado toast. It's just like a girl trying to be healthy and clean. Yeah. And I do like, you know me, I'm a slicked back pony girly. Like I just like to wear my mm-hmm. hair slicked back like that, especially for like more formal occasions. So I'm excited about it. I want to um, get like a mousse because I'm going to try it out. I think it's a flattering hairstyle on me. No, it's a very, it's a very flattering hairstyle on you. I don't think I could ever rock the clean girl aesthetic because my hair is naturally sort of wavy and curly and therefore it will not slick back. Unless I put so much stuff in it. Yeah. And I'm not willing to do that. No. no, no so no. happy for you, though, that you could rock it. Yeah. So just like an, I think what's fun, though, kind of about the Gen Z's and just like trends right now is I think there's a, literally a trend for everyone. Like there's Coastal Grandmother. There's Clean Girl Aesthetic. Oh, like, I like Coastal Grandmother. There is just so mm-hmm. many vibes that like you can fit into whatever category you want to fit into. So they're so inclusive. No, they really are. No, it, it's true. But I think that's also because I just feel a need to label everything and like everyone's outfits all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's our millennial word of the day. So I love it. I don't know how we're going to use that throughout the episode, but oh, just a good thing to keep in mind. I think we'll be able to. I guess. Yeah. Oh, OK. So now we're going to move on to our test drive. But before we or our taste drive, before we announce that, though, I do feel like we owe a slight apology to Dime Perfumes. Oh, yes. I have to follow up on Dime yeah, Perfumes. Yeah, no, I have to follow up, too, because we were... We were kind of haters. Um, and I think it was hard to smell four perfumes all at once, like in a room. It was a little stressful, but I wore, I like sprayed the one that I liked, which one I like seven summers mm-hmm. a lot. And like I got home and I was like, I smell delicious. Teller said I smelled delicious. And it lasted 10 times longer than my yeah. Chanel perfume. And I will take that to my grave. Yeah, I agree. I took them with me on, I took two of them with me on my honeymoon and First of all, the sweatshirt that I was wearing when we recorded, I wore to the airport the next day and I put it on and it's the my sweatshirt smelled amazing. So it lasts. It's um it's sort of like more warm than yes. just like a regular yes. perfume. Um and yeah, I got a lot of compliments from Maddie on it as well. I so s- I stand by like it doesn't smell quite as luxurious as some other perfumes. No. Like I do 
stand on that claim but i'm highly considering a seven summers purchase no it's it's and i felt bad we were harsh on it i felt bad too and maybe things like that we have to like try out for a week and then bring our opinions yeah i know um because i ended up really liking it and i will also probably purchase it for an everyday perfume not so much a special occasion perfume yeah but like also why does a special well i also like i pack my rollerball like if i'm going out for an evening I spray my Gucci Bloom and then I pack my Gucci Bloom rollerball mm-hmm. to like do touch yeah, ups. Yeah, yeah. And I do. I think that one smells very nice. But I would love like I'm with you like on a sweatshirty day. Like I'd love to spray like a nice mm-hmm. warm perfume and mm-hmm. I don't have that with my yeah. other perfume. So which so, one? Which What's your favorite? Just so people know. Um. Oh, gosh. I did like some. Oh, I like seven summers. Um. And I liked the Malibu one. Malibu something. Nice, yeah. We hated I-L-Y-S-B. That one, I, I still don't like that one. Yeah, I don't. I would have to read. I just took that one on my, the other one on my honeymoon. So I would have to give that one a fair shot. So we don't have a code, but I'm sure every other influencer in the world does. does. Um, and that's just my, I wanted to give that update. So let's move on to our test drive. Taste drive. Our taste drive. Yes. And we were hoping to get um, Magic Spoon cereal, but we were not able to get it this time. But we, it's it's still high priority. Yeah. We're going to try and get it this week. I just went to the grocery store thinking they were going to have it and they did not. So I did what we always do when we do a test drive and walk around the grocery store until I find something that looks just absolutely unhinged. And I think Oreo delivered. No, you 100% found it. We are looking at three different oreo flavors which i didn't even know they had these must be new i don't even know they had different oreo well, flavors i've always seen the different oreo flavors like i see dark chocolate i see like birthday cake but i've yeah. never really felt so called to pick them up and so i found three entirely unhinged oreo flavors and that is toffee crunch pumpkin spice and caramel coconut and what's interesting is only the pumpkin spice says it's a limited edition so i'm wondering if these are like on the shelves for good mm-hmm. They could be. And as we're just sitting here and we have three in front of us and I can smell them. No, the caramel is very strong. It's giving dime perfume. Yeah. Like it is so overpowering the caramel. And I asked Elizabeth if she had milk because I was not going to come over and do an Oreo taste drive without milk. Here's your milk. So um, we are just going to try them all. Which one do you want to try first? Let's start with the caramel coconut. And are we dipping or not dipping yet? uh whatever however you want to enjoy your i think i think the thing is cal is would you buy this over a regular double stay double stop is that what we're going off of i think so because that's the thing is that none of the special ones are double stuffed no but they look generous in their filling yeah so we're trying the coconut okay i'm dipping that's the best way to do it anyway that's delightful oh my gosh it tastes like a samoa it tastes like a samoa it's giving girl scout it is so giving girl cut. It is so good. To answer your question, I would 100% buy that over a double stuff. Caramel coconut would buy this over a double stuff. I did not think that was going to be. I wish they would have done that thing. Remember when like Lay's did that thing where they like ask people to like submit flavors? Yeah. Oreo should do that. They kind of missed the boat I on mean, that. I mean, they could have, Cal, and we're just not. I feel like that would have come across my desk if I would have known about that. Oh, okay. What Oreo flavor would you add? Do you have any one? I feel like they actually have done a lot. Like, my first thought is s'mores, but I'm sure they've already done s'mores. And are you one of those people who, like, stands that Halloween Oreos are the best Oreos? Yeah. Oh, Because the Halloween Oreo has a cult following like none other. No, I'm I'm part of that cult following. Once a year, I go and I buy myself (laughs) the Halloween edition Oreos, and I will binge eat them in two days. 
and then I'm done. And then I'm, I'm capped out on my auras for but the like, year. But like, you won't. You like. I never go and just like buy like a pack of double stuffed, like unless something, unless I'm having like wild like yeah. cravings. Well, get pregnant, but then we'll see. I know. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. And like once I have kids, when you like want to keep that kind of stuff in your house. But um, yeah, once a year I go and mm-hmm. I buy myself. So the 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 uh, Halloween Oreos are out. I but I'm do, waiting. I'm waiting till October. No, for sure. I want to do a blind taste test with you. Halloween versus regular. Oh, I think I'd be able to tell for sure. <laughs> There's no way. You'd be, they're oh, the I'm same sure. thing. They just look different. Mm. Okay, we'll see. Okay, so let's try the pumpkin spice. I have low. Oh. I know. It's it oh, is it. orange. The filling is orange. Yeah, I don't love. I'm also not the biggest pumpkin spice girl in the world. It depends for me. Okay, it's good. So I will say with the pumpkin spice, they did the vanilla cookie, not the chocolate cookie, which was the right call. It's pretty good. It is good. It's, I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, I think that a lot of times people um, will just make pumpkin spice things and it's a bit of overkill. This is, I would say, well done. I'm just trying the cream to really zero in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. I genuinely like it. Um, if I, I was wanting pumpkin spice, I think that's a good pumpkin spice option. I would agree. I want us to go to Trader Joe's when they come out with all their pumpkin spice things because Trader Joe's is unhinged and they come out with everything and I want us to try it all. Um, I still think for like a limited edition fall Oreo, I would still go for the... But it's nice. It's ref- it's nice. No, you almost said it's refreshing. It, it is almost refreshing but because it kind it's of, not like, the chocolate. I know like this is like an annoying thing to say because it's pumpkin spice and they all, it tastes like pumpkin spice, but it really does taste like the Starbucks pumpkin loaf. Yes. Which yes. like I know because they're not all pumpkin spice is created equal. This tastes like the Starbucks pumpkin loaf 100%. It is good. It is well done. I think if you are a pumpkin spice stan, these are absolutely worth getting. Okay. Next we have toffee crunch. I this gotta, one is has such a pungent smell. Oh, I thought Coke. not pungent, but maybe it's strong. What is toffee nut? Toffee crunch. It's like toffee kind of. It kind of smells like coffee. I don't actually know what's in toffee. I think this is one I'm going to dip. I didn't dip pumpkin spice. Don't say anything yet because I'm still getting it wet. Ew. I know. I know when you dip it in milk, it gets wet, but I don't like the idea of you saying getting your Oreo wet. Um, I would say it's my least favorite of the it's three. It's a little too rich. It's a very sugary, which again, I know it's a cookie, but like it's it's too sweet. Yeah. I also don't think that kids would be all about it because it definitely has like a coffee flavor. Yeah, it does. So that's, I'm going to say caramel, coconut, pumpkin spice, toffee crunch in that order. And I'm going to say for sure get caramel coconut like for sure replace it it with a double stuff pumpkin spice if you're into that toffee nut i would skip entirely i would too i'm not even i'm not even gonna finish the pumpkin spice or the toffee crunch and i kind of want to go in for another caramel coconut no i oh my gosh like the caramel coconut is so good i'm taking those home you don't need them and i do well i'm gonna have another one now that i'm not trying to stay in shape for a wedding i can go crazy Okay, Liz, so there's just like a topic that I really wanted to discuss with you um, because I saw something recently. Oh, I was listening to a podcast. It was an armchair expert podcast all about MLMs. Do you know what MLM is? Yeah, mid-level or multi-level marketing, network marketing, whatever they want to call it. You know it. It's like you you sign up for this. They don't want to be called pyramid schemes. And I've never been in MLM and I'm not here to like... I don't know much about it. I'm not here to like really bash on them, but I'm here to... Um, 
Talk about side hustles? Talk about side hustles, I guess, because I think that like there's so many, I think what MLMs try to do and what they're selling is work from home, work from your phone, make a little bit of extra money. Mm-hmm. I think most people who get into MLMs are just, which I could be wrong, but I think they're just after like an extra 500 bucks a month for their family. Right, just, like just a little extra money. Yeah, just a little a side hustle. Yeah, it's not a full time gig. So I just feel like a side hustle that is not talked about enough because I think there is such a curtain up on on the world, and that is micro influencing slash yeah. influencing in general. Yeah. Um, and when we first started, when I first started the Carm, I had no idea if it was going to be a career, how I was going to make money. I was like, let me just start this passion project and see yeah. where I'm at. But now knowing what I know, there are I have not a doubt in my mind that someone with two thousand followers could make an extra five to seven hundred dollars a month. I I totally agree with that. Easily. Easily. So I just kinda wanted to like share a little bit about like how I would do that. Like if I lost the car mom tomorrow, mm-hmm. how I would like become a micro influencer and go back to like making a little bit of money for my family basically. Okay, yeah, I love this. And I think like step one is like influencing's not for everybody, obviously. But, um, okay, yes. And go ahead. Okay, no, I just want to make one point. So I agree it's not for everyone because like you have to put yourself out there. You have to talk to your phone. You have to be willing for people to be like that ew cringe. Yeah. Guilty. Um but people who are usually do those MLMs, they're on the social media. They're 100%. doing it. They're already doing and it. And I already feel more. The thing is, once you just talk to your phone, people who you've even known for years or randos from high school that you haven't talked to, talked to in forever, they will feel closer to you. That's how I feel with a lot of the girls who started the MLMs um, and went that route. Yeah. Because they just yeah, like you started. you know about their life. I know more about their life. And if she were to, instead of trying to push whatever this like health product is or whatever, if she were to just be like, oh, and I got my pants from anthropology and here's the link, I'd be like, oh, sign me up. No, I think that like, if, if you're already willing to put yourself out there on social media a little bit, I think... Becoming an influencer or whatever you want to call it, becoming a content creator is such a good career for moms, for really en- for anyone looking to do a side hustle. Yeah. My favorite thing about being a content creator is the creative outlet that it's given us because mm-hmm. there are so many times, I'm sure other people have had it too, where I'm like, oh, this would be such a funny real idea. Mm, oh, well, I'm not an Instagrammer. Right. So post that. Like, yeah. and just, I agree with you. It's so crazy. I was so nervous to start the car mom because of what people I went to high school with or in college with would think of me. But those people who I was scared of are the same people who comment on all my stuff. And like, now I have a good relationship with because like, they just want to see people doing the same thing as them. Mm -hmm. So anyway, all that to say is if you want to be in an, I think people should try to be micro influencers. Okay. So how would you, how would you do it? How do you make the extra $500? I was think, thank you. That's kind of the, what people are sticking around for. Okay. So I think the easiest way is to to probably do affiliate links. Mm -hmm. So affiliate links, there's two different platforms that we use to link on. Um, One is Amazon. So you sign up for an Amazon Associates account. I'm pretty sure anyone can get approved for that because I got approved with like hardly any followers. You got approved with hardly any followers. Yeah. Um, so you can just sign up for, to be an Amazon Associates. Yeah. Then you can link products to Amazon. Um, what's cool about Amazon linking specifically is if someone buys a product through your link, you get commission on anything in their cart. Right. Which we've spoken about, I think, before. Right. So like if you're linking this whatever, this blanket, and then they had a blanket and a blender, well... Yeah, and the yeah. blender was 500 bucks. So you just made whatever. Yeah, you got, probably you around. got commission on the whole thing. The it, Amazon's anywhere, I think, from like 5 to 10%. I don't like really track the percentages that closely. I just see what my earnings are at the end of the month. But I'll, I remember it was the first year I started the car mom. It was like November. 
I probably had around 14,000 followers. So I was like still doing decent. Yeah. But it was the very first thing I ever like really linked on Amazon that I had success with. And it was a felt Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. Do you I remember, remember that? felt Christmas tree. And yeah. I loved it. Like I bought it for George and George had so much fun with it that it, I was still at that point. I was still so only doing car related things. So for me to come out and talk about this felt Christmas tree was like a big thing. Mm-hmm. So I talked about this felt Christmas tree and then I checked my and they were $17.99 and I got a dollar a Christmas tree that sold. Yeah. Okay. And then I checked my Amazon Associates link the next day and I had sold 70. So I made yeah. $70. Yeah. And so I was just trying to get my stuff paid for at this point. I was like, hey, yeah. if I can just sell 18, like I can get these things paid for. Yeah. And then I made $70. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. It's always like the first time you make any money. Like I'll never forget when we first made, I think it was like $12 or something off of YouTube. And I was like, Kelly, we made $12. I'm like, that's our Starbucks for the day. I, well, it's just because it's the first time you see you made something out of not nothing, but kind of yeah. nothing. Like we just like you posted made a, your own money. Yeah. And when I started the car, when we both like, and then when you came on, we really just wanted to like pay for our lifestyle like i don't think we expected it to bless our family financially the way that it no, has absolutely not um so anyway amazon associates is great and then you can just and again if you're trying to become a micro influencer you want to make sure you're still bringing content you can't just do links all day long all day long all day long yeah but take people through your day and then obviously authenticity is everything so you don't buy things just to post about things like you just go about your day and oh i bought this on amazon i really like it mm-hmm. you guys should check it out Reward style, or like to know it, is a little bit harder to get approved on. Um, but I know people who have 2,000 followers who are approved. Yeah. So I think you have to have in the thousands. I don't think you can have like 600 followers and get approved on like to know it. But I just don't, I don't know enough about that process. So like I'm telling, really I'm telling you to like look into yeah. it. Um, but it's definitely possible. But I do know for like to know it for sure once you apply if you get denied you can't apply for another three months so don't just apply willy-nilly just be like build that following first and then apply because you could be missing out um but did you get approved your first time i had approved my first time yeah i got approved my first time too but i didn't even try till i had tens of thousands of followers yeah i had i had Um, probably five but like i said i do know someone with two thousand followers who is approved like to know it is not my favorite linking platform because one the payout six months the amazon payout's only 60 days yeah. Or is it 30 days? 60 or 30. But like to know it's six months, which takes forever. Um, and I think the commissions, the commission structure is a lot, a lot less. Like mm-hmm. Amazon commission is by far better. We make yeah. more consistent money off um, Amazon than we do like to know it. Right. And then finally, the last one is one, you could like sell your own product. So like if mm-hmm. you have any like, th- like if you're crafty, I think like once you build a, a little bit of a following and you're posting about your day to day life or if you have anything that like you're good at making, you Don't could, just you could be good at cooking, you could be good at cleaning, you could be good at fashion, mm-hmm. you can be good at finding good deals at the grocery store. Whatever it is that you're good at, there are things that you can link for. Yeah. And there are things you can talk about on your stories. And so just like sort of find what it is and then start talking about it. And then like I think, you know, the last avenue I would explore as a micro influencer is, you know, there are some like there are some paid partnerships with brands that mm-hmm. that actually like micro influencers because micro influencers, depending on your following, like you could have a more engaged audience than a macro influencer right. with a million followers. I think the key when it comes to approaching brands, like if you have twelve hundred followers, um, you could like reach out to like your favorite brand, and be like, hey, like I absolutely love your products. I've been using them for years. I have this really great idea for a creative concept. I would love to work with you guys. Do you ever work with micro influencers? Yeah. 
I think it's important to one show like like no one's going to come knocking on your door as a micro influencer asking for collabs. And honestly, if they do, they're pro- it's probably a scam. But I think if you reach out to them first and mm-hmm. pitch your idea, I think that's sets you apart. And they're always looking for that's why yeah. that's they're always looking for people always to looking create for content. the content for them so that they don't have to. And if you come with like a really great idea that you're passionate about, you just might make it through. Yeah. The cracks. Um and then also a lot of brands have their own sort of like affiliate platform as well. Yeah. So like there's some things where it's like Oh, like, hey, if I can I have a unique code or a unique link? And if someone shops through my link, like I would also get a yeah. get a commission on that. But I think I mean, I don't I think. um, I mean, do you want to talk about like paid ads as micro influencers? Because you've done a little bit more than Um, I, I, I don't really think I have much to say on it because they've come to me like through yeah. this or through knowing you uh, knowing about you. So I wouldn't say I'm like the best example of a micro influencer because I have like a really unique start. Um than the average person but i will just say like going back to the mlm thing like right now you have to to run any small business you have to be creating content yeah so even if you wanted what you get with just like trying to be a micro influencer and just like linking things in your daily life is you don't have that upfront startup cost Mm -hmm. that you have to worry about and um i don't know so i and I don't know enough about MLMs and maybe it like totally works for people and it's worth it to even do both. And if it yeah. is, then then that's great. But just such a good side hustle. They just got to start. And you, just yeah. have, you have to be consistent too. It's and just something. Yeah, it's just something that I didn't think people thought about it, which is just why I wanted to talk about it because yeah. we are so the epitome of like an accidental influencer. Yeah. Like we never saw ourselves here. But like if I would have known this opportunity was there, like mm-hmm. I would have started it way sooner. Yeah. So you you never know where it's going to take. And I think, I mean, I on this podcast I was listening to, they said that 99% of people who invest in an MLM lose money. Yeah. So like 99% oh, of people who like okay. pay the start of code lose money. So like, let's not lose the money. And yeah, like, let's just link our can opener that you love and like create content. Be like, hey, I'm making dinner tonight. Like, here's an easy recipe for my family. And mm-hmm. I'm like, of course, I'm speaking to like my niche, which is moms with young kids who like cars because like that's my niche. Mm-hmm. But whatever your niche is, just create good content that's not too salesy and just naturally you'll start linking things you'll build a following who cares what you're talking about and then like they will gladly click on your link and support you through shopping their links like it's just i don't know i just like wanted to talk about it because yeah like what do your friends what do your friends go to you for like i have one friend who if i have a question about like a beauty product i'm like hey what are you using right now for this and she'll tell me and i trust her but she's not she's not posting about it on her instagram but she should be 100%. So. 100%. Yeah, like that that's such a good thing like what are your friends going to you for? Mm-hmm. And you know, niches can be broad, they can also be also just because someone else is doing the niche. Like yeah, there's a lot of mom bloggers out there. There's a lot of moms out there. Yeah. Like right. it's fine. Like I I kind of believe that there's space for all of us. So anyway, love that i don't know i just like wanted to talk about that if anyone I, I wants like to like it. ask any very... questions about micro influencing yeah. you can email us at hello at the com. i'm all about like lifting the veil because i think influencing is an incredible career that it's wild i don't understand the stigma and i think it's fun so i think, think people should do it yeah okay and now it's time for industry news where i share just like the hottest goss in the auto industry so you can be up to date for your next dinner party, your next convo with your husband, just mm-hmm. whoever you're talking to. Right. Your uncle who like loves cars, like now you'll have something to say. This, speaking of like all things influencing, all things cars, this is a crazy story. And it's not even a story. Like I'm pretty sure I'm the first to report on this. Guess who? Well, you already know, so I shouldn't ask you to guess. 
you can now link cars from Carvana on like to know it slash reward style and influencers can now receive commission per leads it's from Carvana crazy what crazy so I got the email from my rep because I had mentioned I was like oh I wish you could just link cars and my rep at one point was like you never know it could happen one day and she's like it happened so of course it was Carvana which which I'm not their biggest fan no for a lot of reasons like I don't need to get into it necessarily um so I won't be like linking to Carvana anytime Mm -hmm. soon no but I do kind of hope this gives me this. This could be like the first step where you could like link to Edmonds or like link yeah. to Ford or, or like the yeah the brand. I mean, don't support. get me wrong. I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't like to make a little commission on the thousands of vehicles that I've sold. But we're not doing it through Carvana. But we're not doing it through Carvana. Sorry. But what do you think about that? Like, is that our influencer? I'm also like, I'm not saying that like I'm different, but I am different. Like if you're buying a car because your favorite influencer like linked it and said it was like a good car or a good deal. No, like you just I, I'm you don't think there's going to be a world where like everyone's like Friday favorites or yeah, the, on sale. The Atlas. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Uh, and like what's next? Like there, if we're, here's the thing is there's automotive influencers so it's not so much of like friday favorites but it's like here i'm doing a tour of the 2023 volkswagen atlas and if you want to shop the atlas you can do so here and i think it might be more just like but is someone going to go click your affiliate link and go through the whole process well to buy a car apparently which oh it's leads which i we i actually want to test so like i might reach out to the carpool crew on instagram and like anyone who's willing to give their phone number i will donate the commission to whichever charity we decide to because i'm yeah. not i'm not in it for the money from them um maybe like i'll donate to like local family owned dealers. <laughs> or like I, I guess or like, i could do it though too or like you could just fill out the yeah. lead yeah because i think it's just leads which is it has cr- to be because otherwise yeah yeah no it's so I don't know. I'm just like, what is this opening the door up to? I'm happy. I'm I'm happy that the door is being opened. I I wish it wasn't Carvana necessarily, but it will be a very good place to start for other brands. And I feel like now I need to say why I have paused with Carvana. Yeah, so I we're feel not just like, being like yeah, weird, let's just be about transparent. It. Yeah, which so one my a lot of my platform is like re-educating and building up like local family-owned dealerships like that's just I mean you guys all have local dealerships in your area and like I know the stigma around dealerships and I'm really trying to like fight to change that stigma because I do think in a lot of cases that's not the case because there are so many great dealers out there who care so much about their community so that's step one but take that out of it because that would be me being biased take that out of it Carvana has lost their dealer license in multiple states they have multiple lawsuits out against them because the people are not receiving titles, which like if you don't get the title to your car, you can't register the car, you can't drive the car, you can't pay taxes on the car. Like it is sketch city. And there's customers who waiting a year plus from Carvana to get their titles. Sketch. Also, like if you look up the history of Carvana, it's run by two crooks. Like it just is like one, remember I did a story yeah, on it a little bit ago. Like they're just they're not. It's just not. um it's just a little soon. Like, and I honestly feel different about CarMax. Like, I feel better about CarMax and Vroom than I do about Carvana. Yeah. Like, if someone told me, like, hey, I found the perfect car at CarMax, should I buy it? I'd be like, yeah, go ahead. Like, it's, it's a great it's car. It's a great, yeah, it's a perfect car. But if someone was like, I love this car from Carvana, I'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. And you can't, like, 
test drive them first because like they're trying to do these like car vending machines where it's like did anyone ask for a car vending machine car also it's a used car so you're gonna tell me i'm not gonna go through the process to like look at the dents and dings and do a walk around and tr- make sure this I car know. drives they, well like, they you know they give you a seven day thing but i ha- i've heard bad success with that i i don't know so it's just it's not my favorite platform yeah. i don't believe in it so i won't be linking to it which i mean i think that's it would be a huge money maker for us if we did but yeah we're not in it for the money so not worth it okay our next story is from automotive news elizabeth and it's a little um inventory update i guess you could say okay so this is from jack hollis who is toyota north america's newly minted head of sales and he says dealership inventory levels will remain at near or record lows for at least another year before they begin to make a recovery um So not great. He goes on to say that Hollis said dealer inventories are likely to remain tight. He noted that Toyota dealerships have been down to a 36 hour supply at certain point, Mm. certain points recently, which normally like before the pandemic, we used to be at a 60 day supply of cars. So they were at like a 36 hour supply of cars. But one of the reasons I kind of wanted to bring up this story because I thought this was incredibly interesting is he goes on to say, The process of buying a car is different, even the pricing. Some of the highest customer satisfaction scores in the entire industry are occurring right now, and everyone's buying vehicle at MSRP. So there's obviously if you've bought a car recently, if you've heard of anyone buying a car recently or if you listen to this podcast, you know that if you're if you're new car shopping, you're paying MSRP, if not above. But he's saying, which I have actually heard from other experts, customer satisfaction is incredibly high right now. So I wanted to get your take on like why you think that is. I kind of have my theories, but I'm just like wondering if you have any theories. Um, I guess a couple of theories would be um, like you're just thankful for what you can get, <laughs> honestly, because you don't have the option and you're like, OK, thank goodness. Like my, you know, if a, if a salesperson's like, hey, I can get you, you'll be the first person I call if this comes in and then it comes in and you're like, I will pay over. I'm just happy it's here. Like, thank Mm -hmm. you for thank you for thinking of me. Could be. Yeah, I I think that's a big part of it. Like, I think one thing it's salespeople have not really had to sell cars as much. Instead, they're just kind of there to support and educate people on the cars that are there. Um, But because there's not like a car to buy, probably like when if you're shopping, like the odds of you walking onto the lot, test driving the car you're buying lately are incredibly slim. I think most of the transactions that have been happening are, hey, I'm interested in a Highlander. Okay, great. Like we don't have one right now. You can look at this used one. I'll try to locate you one. So there's also like not the pressure that they're receiving from the salespeople to be like, you want to do this one right now? Yeah. Like, let's go right now. Here it is. Yeah. You want to test drive it? You want to take it home to your dad? You want to blah, blah, blah. Like it was just so, because that's when I sold cars when we had so many vehicles yeah so it was like you had to be a little bit more of a salesperson yeah this year more just like trying to help them out yeah and that's i think how people are maybe feeling about it there's if you're paying msrp there's less negotiating because it'd be one thing like when i sold cars i would work my butt off to get we call like the now commitment so it's like yeah if you make the price right i'll buy it okay that was now the real hard part starts yeah because i i got them to commit that they'd be interested in the car if they loved the price and now i have to negotiate a price now it's like, so do you like it? They're like, yeah, we like we like it. Like 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 you said, like I can't believe it's here. Okay, great. So we're selling them for five k over. They're like, okay, yeah. And there's not that 
that back and forth and that sort of like animosity that's created yeah when you're going on this like tug of war so i definitely like want car prices to go down and i definitely want dealers to have more inventory in stock but i hope that what we what the dealers and the consumers learn from this is just to be a little bit more of like a concierge and i don't yeah. ever think i don't ever think yeah. we'll have 60 day supplies again i think if we get to a 14 I that. to 30 day, i'm okay i I don't, I don't know. know. I just, I hate, I also I have found myself in this COVID world realizing that I hate change. <laughs> I, yeah, I get that. Anyway, I just wanted to like bring that story up and I thought the customer satisfaction thing was That's fascinating. so interesting. So you could share that with your, at your next dinner party. People are like, well, these prices are ridiculous. Well, yeah, but did you know there's the highest customer satisfaction, even though people are paying MSRP? What? How do you know that? Oh, Jack mm. Hollis, the newly minted head of sales of Toyota, said that. You didn't catch the press conference? Oh, you didn't see that? And then they, <laughs> you look like, they look like a loser. Okay, my next story I think is also interesting. Because you know I like to bring a little... It's not a Rivian story, shockingly enough. Oh, how about this? Huh? Sorry, I'm all over the place That's now. That's okay. I got an email yesterday. From, from VinFast. VinFast. Do you remember VinFast? Yeah, we, we saw them at the New York Auto Show. They They're had a the, new EV manufacturer yeah. and we tried so hard to like get a tour of one but everyone was all over them no they had like a huge display they like sponsored like this giant cocktail hour at the new york auto show like they were they, the, they came and made a big splash they were the bell of the ball and we were not we could not get with we them. could not get with them and so then i log on to my email the other day an email from vinfast inviting me to vietnam to tour their factory oh my gosh they're like kelly we're inviting key they said we're inviting influencers um, and key industry experts. So I assume I'm in the key industry experts, right, right, not right. The, the, thought, the thought leaders. Yeah, obviously yeah. I'm a thought leader, not an influencer. Um, but it's September 20th through the 24th, which again, there they go giving me a no month's notice, notice to go to Vietnam. I don't even, my passport's not even updated. I right, thought about right, that. My passport's right, expired. Right, exactly. I couldn't even go. Exactly. And like, and it's a clo- too close to the Karma Motto yeah, show. Yeah, it's the Karma Motto show is the 25th, so I'm not going to go. But, whole, but how, it's just, it's just nice to be included. It's just nice to be so thought. nice to be included. And again, still only a month's notice, which maybe that's all they do these days. I just can't imagine which like key opinion leaders in the auto automotive industry can go with a month's notice because yeah, we already have days. like we have a trip at end of August. We have a trip in November. Like we already have things on our calendar. Yeah. Anyway, just wanted to say I was like so but so honored to be asked. Yeah. So exciting. Okay, this is um, some data from IC Cars. You know we love them because they're just like always bringing us the data. And this is the percentage of EVs in each state. Okay. So percentage of electric cars in each state. And it is shocking. Okay, let's hear it. And it's shocking for a few reasons. So one, like unless you've been living under a rock, you know everyone and their mother is like, go EV, go EV. The manufacturers are saying it. Some of the states are saying it. Almost every manufacturer has come out and said by 2035, they're going to have all EVs. These numbers are crazy. Okay, are you ready? The gap is scary. Okay, so the number one state, do you want to guess? California. Yeah. So California, so out of the percentage of cars on the road, 23.2 are EVs. That's that's pretty good. I was kind of impressed to hear that. Mm -hmm. The second state, you'll never guess the second state. Give me a hint. Big state or small state? Big. Texas. Texas. <laughs> Texas at 13.9. Flo- oh, wait, then let's listen to that jump. 23 versus 13. Oh, it gets worse. Florida with 8%. Arizona with 4.8%. Gets cut in half. And then Georgia on down is less than three. 
Wow. Every so the, there's there's three states that are above eight percent. Everyone else is down in like Missouri because I'm sure you're dying to know Missouri. Point nine. Wow. Point nine. Wow. And then there's like there's ten states who no I'm sorry there's four states where they make up zero percent. So like there's some EVs, but like not even enough to do a percentage of on the yeah. not not even a point of a percentage. Like well, and I will say too, it's like my my neighbors, some of them have Teslas, but they have one Tesla and one other car, mm-hmm. so it sort of like cancels itself out when you think about like percentages. Because I think it's really hard for people to commit fully mm-hmm. their full EV household. And so just here's like some little stats. Um, So it says North Dakota, Alaska, South Dakota, and Wyoming, which are all mountainous states, have the lowest share of EVs. So I don't know if that's something to do with them being mountain states. I would assume it does. These numbers are from 2021. So it's gone up a little bit, obviously, probably, or it will go up a little bit in 22. Mm -hmm. But last year, the most recent number I saw, which I think I reported about it on here, was that new, that EVs made up 5% of the vehicles sold last year. Mm. So... Work, which was the first time we've crossed over that 5%. Yeah. Um, so they're coming, but like, I just get a little frustrated, which again, I'm not, I'm really not anti-EV at all. I'm, I'm very excited about electric cars. I think they're going to do a lot of good. Um, and I like the alternative to having some, you know, some gas engine vehicles. But like, to tell someone in Iowa where 0.3 of the cars are EVs in 2022 you're talking by 2035, no manufacturer is going to offer. Like, it just seems like too too much too fast. Yeah, like I totally The rest agree. of the country is not there. And a big part of the reason the rest of the country is not there is because we don't have the infrastructure. No, we and, couldn't. We couldn't be there. And our states are just set up differently. Like, mm-hmm. we all don't, if you live in a more spread out, I don't know. I mean, I've said this a hundred times. So I just thought those numbers were incredibly interesting. So what do you think will happen to the used car prices when when everyone they're only making evs yeah, i don't know yeah i mean it's a really good question and so when i do my consultations a lot of the times i tell people like you know i think you should consider leasing if, for for one of the reasons is i think and remember these are not hybrids these are just evs just you, EV. you know yeah, i'm yeah, yeah, yeah. like such a hybrid stan yeah and i think in three years three to five years every car will be a hybrid i really do think that and um hybrids i think are incredible and there's some studies that show that hybrids are actually Hybrids can actually be, be more environmental friendly than just yeah. EVs too. Um, so I I love hybrids. So I, I I do have a little pause with like, I guess I, all that to say is like, I wouldn't buy a gas car that you're hoping to get out of in three to five years. Like if you're going to keep it for 10 years, sure. Sink your teeth into like the Ford Expedition and drive yeah. it for 10 years. But like, if you're like not sure you want to keep it, I'd probably consider leasing. Okay, Lozar, are you ready for our Ditch the drive through? Yes. Where we give you an easy dinner recipe to get you out of your rut? No. To mix it up and get you out Thank of you. your dinner we rut. need to work on that. Okay, so a couple of things. First of all, do you follow Brunch with Babs on Instagram? No. Do you know this woman? Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with her. She is... She's coastal grandmother. She's clean girl aesthetic. She's everything and more... And if you're not following brunch with, and here's the thing, I think she's a TikToker, but she posts everything on Instagram because she's nothing if not dedicated. Yeah, I saw her on TikTok back when I had TikTok. She's um like a grandmother, and she just like teaches you all your tips and tricks that like you need that like your grandmother would teach you in the kitchen. Yeah. So she shared this recipe today, and I was like, oh, that's a DTD. If I've ever seen one, like leave it to Babs to bring a DTD. Let's hear it. Okay. 
So it's an artichoke rice salad. So she says it's a side dish or you could just add chicken to make it a meal. So I'm going to add chicken to make it a meal Mm -hmm. for just the drive through. I will be honest. It already sounds complicated. Okay, I'm going to make it easier on you. Okay, so because so here she is like she's just darling and you can find we can link it on the carpool. Anyway, it's one package of rice aroni chicken flavor, which if one thing about me is I love rice aroni. You do love rice aroni. Elizabeth, I love rice aroni. I know you love rice aroni. But she substitutes the chicken broth for substitute chicken broth for water. So she uses chicken broth instead of water to give you more chickeny flavor. Oh, okay. Yum. Okay, and then four scallions. That's a green onion, only the white parts. A half a red pepper, 12 pimento olives cut in half, two ounces of marinated artichoke hearts, three fourths a tablespoon of curry powder, half a cup of mayo, and then let's say a rotisserie chicken. Okay. So first of all, it's incredibly... um, fridge or fridge slash pantry friendly because marinated like, artichoke did she is that like in a can or did yeah she, okay. it's, like, it's like in a jar and okay. then like she drained them and chopped them okay. and then so it's basically just like this like chickeny salty like because i love the olives with the artichokes and the red pepper i don't know what this curry powder mayo edition is but i trust babs with my life um and i thought that sounded so good just that like a super yummy rice with like a little chicken on it yeah. i'm gonna make it because tyler good. tyler loves olives and artichokes and mom made have you had mom's new greek potatoes she keeps making no oh my gosh she's like made them five times in the past week oh even on your honeymoon <sighs> like literally if you were around dinner time with chris under you had this exact meal so mom had this at grayson's college like you know how like in the sorority house they like mm-hmm. make dinner or whatever and it was these greek potatoes and it's little gold mini gold yukon potatoes like cut up and you know kind of like fried like whatever or pan fried or whatever and then uh onion and then she just does olives, feta cheese, and oregano. Hmm. So it's these like potatoes with salty olives and feta cheese. They are so delectable. You could add feta to that. To the oh, hers, yeah, that'd be really to good. Rice. Okay, I'm all over the place. But anyway, some sort of like, I liked this artichoke rice. I love, when it said rice aroni, I was so you incredibly in. sold. You in. So. Well, I just, um, because I've just been like uninspired in the kitchen, I ended up ordering Hungry Root because you inspired oh, me. Oh, Elizabeth, you're gonna love yeah. Hungry Root. Uh huh. And I used your use your code too. That code you sent me. Yeah, what's my code? Kelly. Kelly. Kelly for forty percent. Forty percent. If you don't use that code, you naturally get thirty percent off your first order. But if you do Kelly, you get a, just a little bit more. Hungry Root is. I'm really excited for that. I'm so excited. So if you don't know what it is, it's based, and this is not sponsored. It was I, I did a campaign with them on my Instagram, but it's gone and passed. Yeah. Um. But I loved it. You get groceries and they give you easy meals to make the groceries with. But it's like healthy stuff. It's like the it's like the Whole Foods brands stuff. And what I'm excited for, Kel, is I'm excited to get the stuff delivered to me, and then I just know what stuff I have to go and then buy at the grocery store to remake it. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking forward to. I know. Instead of like, like I hate those home chefs sometimes when they're like, then add this sauce. It's like, well, what's the sauce, home chef? Yeah, the home chef sauce that we is a secret. No, it's like then add this delicious chipotle sauce. It's like home chef. I wanted to remake this. So what's the freaking sauce? Yeah, I need a brand name. They're so rude. Yeah, that was kind of the BS about home chef to me. Um, okay, do you want to do a thing, an advice segment? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. That's fine. George would always say, yeah, sure, that's fine. So now we always say, yeah, sure, that's fine. Okay, so if you want to ever write in for our advice, whether it be car-related, life-related, now micro-influencer-related, um, you can write in at hello at com. Okay, I'm going to keep this anonymous, so I'm not going to say her name. Hi, Jenna. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that's her name. <laughs> love the show. Like I have friends. Oh, love the show. Like she's saying like we're her friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hyundai contacted me about a car exchange program to upgrade my new vehicle for my to upgrade to a new vehicle for my 2019 Santa Fe. Is this a good option and how to take best advantage of it? Thinking Palisade upgrade. Oh. Um so whenever you get any of these like mass marketed like we want your car nine times out of ten they're not i'm not saying it's not a good deal but they're not like oh my gosh we need jenna santa fe like how do we get it like what do we need to incentivize her with they have they have a formula they send it out to anyone who's had a car between 30 and 36 months ago who may be out of warranty maybe qualify for a lower interest right now like they they have a formula so i'm not saying you can't get top dollar for your trade and i'm also not saying it's not a good deal but whenever you get these things, even honestly, even if you get phone calls, even if it looks personalized, there are so many things they do to make it look like that mm. where it's just not. So um, do I think you should upgrade to a palace? Do I think you get a ton of money for your 19 Santa Fe right now? Yes and no. So the used car prices are continuing to go down because we do have more new vehicles in stock. So because we have more new vehicles in stock, it's taken some pressure off the used car market, which has made prices drop a little bit like still much higher than they were two years ago but um i think you're just gonna have to run the numbers i don't think it ever hurts to run the numbers so i think if your expectations are oh you know i i just don't want your expectation to be like no they said they wanted mine because they didn't they want cars they want car deals more specifically um but if you're thinking like it's you want to upgrade then then i would i would maybe go see what the numbers look like and kind of make that decision yeah and I mean, you always say when trading in, like your trade will never be worth more than it is right now, especially a 2019 Santa Fe. That's probably would be worth a lot in this current market. And if it's just gonna, if it's gonna continue to change, it'll probably go down. Maybe yeah. it wouldn't be a bad time to look at the numbers, but but I also think like where I think where some of these get a little comp- confusing is like I also wouldn't think I would not just box your box yourself into Hyundai. So like. I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily true. I don't think it's true. I know it's not true that like Hyundai is necessarily going to give you more just because you go to a Palisade. Like I I, right. I, I wouldn't do that. So like if you are like, well, you know, the new Pathfinder has been looking kind of nice too. go down that rabbit hole, too, and go see yeah. what a Nissan store will give you for your Hyundai Santa Fe or call CarMax and see what they'll give you for your Hyundai Santa Fe and like run the number separately. But like, don't think that only Hyundai is willing to get you out of your Santa Fe early because that's right. not true. That's that's a good point. They just like they want to keep you in the brand. They want a car right. deal. Right. So, but I love, I mean, I love the Palisade, but I love the Santa Fe. So I love the Santa Fe. I think that's my next demo. Oh, it is. I was, I was in the car when dad was calling people. You know what? I tried, I tried. Dad's like, I was like, what car is Liz going to drive next? And dad's like, I don't know. Like we just have no inventory. I'm like, you should call Volkswagen dealership and see if you can get her an Atlas cross sport. Mm. I thought you'd like that. So the Atlas cross sport and I would like it for the content. Um, They didn't have any. And then there was the BMW store had a used Audi Q7. Tried to get you that. Dad said no. Uh, <laughs> so nice. then he called the Hyundai store and they had a Santa Fe. I can't believe you weren't like, call Nissan, get her a Pathfinder. Oh my gosh. I sh- I'm so sorry. Yeah, you choked there. And you love the Nissan Pathfinder. Well, I just, I really loved when we saw it at the New York Auto Show and now it's just like sort of a crush, but I, I feel like I need to explore I feel like, the crush further. No, I feel like if you dated it, you would still like it. I really like it. I, I would love I would love the opportunity, but I am a, a Santa Fe stan. I've had many a Santa Fe in the last few years, so I am... You're happy. I am happy with it. Certainly not thumbing my nose at it. Okay, and that's our episode. Wow, feels so good to be back for season two. Oh, I know. We're back. It was such a long week without 
This is such a long week without. Yeah. But now we're back to two episodes a week. We're like doing the most. And we're going to have a gender reveal next episode. Yeah, I probably will announce it on my Instagram. Okay. Well, you know. But the story behind the gender reveal is going to be good because I already have half the story. Yeah. Which I will be sharing. And that will be exclusive to the podcast. Okay, perfect. So thank you so much for listening to the Carpool Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review, a rating, and follow us on Instagram at the Carpool. Thank you for listening to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed riding with us, tell everybody you know. There's room in the car for everyone.